On this episode of Sessions, we chat with Stephanie DeAngelis, an LA-based designer and professional illustrator who has worked with brands like Outdoor Voices, The Standard, and Man Repeller. Tune in as we chat through her beginnings as an illustrator, how she's come to define her style, and her five tips on how to get your art out in the wild and the brands in your inbox. Welcome to Sessions by Matt Black, a podcast by and for the creative class, focused on digging into the things that make brands and campaigns go from good to great. I am Chelsea Matthews. I'm the founder and creative director of Matt Black. And today I'm hanging out with Steph DeAngelis, who is an incredible illustrator and designer. Steph, thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. I think I had the opportunity to meet you maybe like a year ago. Was that it? I think it was maybe yeah. maybe longer. Maybe a year, year and a half. But I, I, we had the the benefit of kind of getting connected through your work, and yeah. um, obviously very impressed with with you as a graphic designer, and just kind of wanted to prod and know what you were all about. And we had a cool little chat. You yeah. left an impression on us. We have a piece of your art in our office, which I think you probably saw when you got in here. I did see it, and it was like I was like, oh, that's my work. It's right <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I always get like like goosebumps when I see my work like in the wild. I'm sure. So it's nice. Thank That's you. Really cool. yeah. So uh, in general sessions fashion, we get to know you with a couple of quick fire cues. Um, you just sold your biggest piece of work ever. What is the victory song you play? Boogie Wonderland by Earth, Wind & Fire. Nice. I love like funky 70s music. Um, I'm also a huge Office fan, The oh, Office, the yes. show. Um, there's, there's a few of those in this office, a yeah. few of the Office lovers in this office. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've uh, rewatched the whole series probably like over 20 times. So yeah, and they have one, that song is in it. And ever since then, I'm like, I love that song. Well, I already liked it, but it's, it's my jam. Yeah, yeah, it's my jam. I love that. The <laughs> so second question, you cannot leave your house without your phone and your... Sunglasses, chapstick, iPad, Apple Pencil. <laughs> wow, yeah. a lot of things. Okay, so you clearly carry a tote of something. Yeah, kind. I have. I carry a backpack. Oh, so, a backpack. Yeah, even cooler. Sometimes. I yeah. love that. And then, what's your drink of choice? Iced coffee with oat milk. Yeah. <laughs> mm, oat milk is like yeah. very pricey these days. I know. I actually, well, I was in Berlin earlier, or last October and it was so popular there and I realized there's not that much in the U.S. So no. I was like, maybe I should start an oat milk brand. <laughs> oh, there you go. You'd have the best packaging ever. I'm Thank sure. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously I kind of already subtly introduced the fact that you are um, an illustrator and designer, but tell us a bit about you and what you're up to. Um, so like a lot of people, I started illustrating and drawing when I was really little. Um, it was kind of like my first form of expression. Like, and uh, my mom recognized that passion and talent, and she was like very encouraging. And she always was like, "Do you like this? Do you want to pursue it? Then you should like do that." So she enrolled me in art classes, and I just drew through high school. Um, I was always kind of known as like the artsy girl. So I was like, at first, like 
now thinking back at it, I think it's funny, but in the time I was like, I don't want to be the nerdy art girl, but <laughs> that's what I was. Um, and then I went to school, like university, and was originally studying drawing and painting um, at USC, but then switched over to design because I was like, I don't really know exactly what I want to do, but I knew I wanted to work in a creative industry. I really loved the idea of working for like a publisher mm-hmm. or a magazine. This was like a little bit before print took a decline. <laughs> um, but I always drew. Like it was never something I ignored. I just for my career purpose, I like heavily focused on design. Um, And then I graduated and I got a job in publishing at Click Brands, um, which is like who, what, where, my domain and Birdie Beauty. And it was awesome. I learned a lot there. And a couple months in a creative director asked us, he's like, can anybody illustrate? Like, we really want to start using illustrated work in our stories and like on the digital world um, that had started to become really popular. Mm And I was like, yeah, I can draw. And it just kind of like, I just picked it right up from there. And so when you're creating illustration for digital, and this mm-hmm. might be a super just kind of naive statement, but <laughs> I don't do that. I'm not an illustrator. In your growing up, like in growing up, I, I assume it was much more like not digital. Like no. You were drawing, yeah. you know, like pen and paper. Yeah. yeah. And then in situations like this, are you still kind of referring to the same medium in the sense that you're kind of hand drawing things, scanning them in, repurposing them into digital assets? Or were you like, oh, I can take the same, I can apply the same skills as an illustrator straight into yeah. digital? Um, there was a learning curve because I had, like, I knew how to use Photoshop. I knew how to do these things. I had a Wacom tablet, but like I was like, I can sketch something and bring it in and then try to make it look nice. Mm-hmm. So I taught myself how to draw on the tab, like the tablet wow. and then would draw in Photoshop for this because it was like a really fast turnaround. You know, you wanted to have like the flexibility in case you needed to edit things or change colors or whatnot, resize it easily. So yeah, I was like, all right, I'm going to teach myself how to draw in Photoshop. And did you come up against any like, is there a lot of constructive criticism when you're in a publishing environment like that, where they might be like, oh, can you modify this illustration a bit to be like this, this, this? Or does it feel very free in the sense of, um, you know, when I think of illustrators or artists in general, it's like often you want them to just interpret things the way they interpret them. And then that's what you use, right? Because that's part of the beauty of it. But when you're in-house somewhere and they kind of have you by way of, owning your salary like was there a critiquing process or did it was it very kind of free and liberating for you totally um at first yeah I think because it was an interesting timing there was interesting timing like they were first starting to integrate illustration in and then I was starting to like define my style like I love to draw and I had things I had drawn a lot in the past like little comics of girls and little vignettes and stuff but since they were looking to define a style and I was looking to to define my style it was kind of like trial and error to where it was happening and then um by the end of my time working there I just kind of like here's here it is and everyone's like yeah that's awesome but at first it was a lot of um, a lot of critiquing I was very fortunate to have an art director who had a lot of experience in that industry and Mm. she would ask me to draw thumbnails out of things beforehand and would like circle little things and I would be like oh damn like this is so frustrating but it really helped me like she wasn't trying to push me to draw something different she was just trying to push me to better what I had put down on the paper mm-hmm. and like you draw something and you're like oh, okay that's great but then 
someone who's more senior than you who has experience in that, they can come in and like just do little tweaks that you might not see. But then when you go back and do that, you're like, wait, that's actually way better. Like that's, that's stronger. And, and she had like the foresight to be like, here's this like talent and here's this like cool style. So she just encouraged me to push my work more rather than being like, okay, this is good, mm-hmm. but like do more, like produce more see how you can push it, see what happens. And like, maybe you like the end result. Maybe you were happy with like the thing you first drew, but yeah. And so, I mean, as I'm sure illustrative design became a bigger part of the Click Media brands, did you find that you were doing more and more of that kind of work there? Or were you still like as heavily focused on the traditional graphic design work? A little bit of both. Yeah. I think um, for me personally, I like being like multidisciplinary when it mm-hmm. be, being a creative because I feel like they both kind of work in tandem for me. Like things I know to be true with design, I can integrate into my illustration and things I learn in illustration, I can integrate into design. Yeah. And I feel like both bodies of work for me look cohesive in the mm-hmm. end of the day. So like they can exist in a, in a good way. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you were at Click for how long? A couple years? For a few years. Yeah. And then... Yeah, so I felt confident with my illustrations and I started sharing it on Instagram and stuff because I was like, I like what I'm doing. Like, people seem to like it. Like, I think I want to be a professional illustrator. Like, that also, that title and like people doing that was foreign to me. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. know that you could make a career out of it, you know, without like selling your soul. But like, so I started um, sharing stuff that I would be, would work on. And a lot of my work, this was like a little bit prior to the 2016 election too. Mm-hmm. A lot of my work was a result of things I had felt and things I had experienced and seen. Um, because my work, like since I was a child, has always been kind of like a form of communication for me. Like it's my way of like journaling the things I feel inside, like drawing things I like, like surrounding these little female characters, which I guess like in ways are me, but like all women, um, surrounding them by things with things they like and, and mm-hmm. depicting them in nice ways. So uh, when the 2016 election came around, I was like, well, I'm going to use this to challenge some really garbage stuff that is being said right now <laughs> about women. And uh, I drew this one girl with a sweatshirt that said, never underestimate the power of a woman on it. And Refinery29 DM'd me on Instagram and they were like, we really love this. Can we repost it? And I was like, whoa, like this brand that isn't the brand that I work for likes my stuff. And like people are responding well to this image that I'm putting out there. And it was like gratifying in a lot of ways. So yeah. And then the rest kind of like dominoed after. (laughs) So it was awesome. And so now today, I mean, what what, did you kind of decide to parlay out of a full-time job and explore illustrating more full-time or how are you how do you kind of look at your career today um well I am a, currently a designer for an agency in Culver City called Zambezi oh. so I have always toyed around with the idea of going freelance and doing this full-time but I love working in an office space mm-hmm. I like being around other creatives I like you know what I do in my nine to five is very much related to like my personal freelance illustration work. And it, so it's like kind of like a nice balance and it's nice to like have some place to go every day that you're working on things that you enjoy and you're like letting that creative outlet flourish. Yeah. Flourish. Yeah. Um, but I still have plenty of time to illustrate. 
And I feel like I am fortunate to work in a place that respects that and like cultivates that Mm -hmm. passion. So, yeah. Do you feel like there is a linear tie between what you grew as a kid and what you draw today? Definitely. Yeah. I recently found some of my work from when I was in high school. You did? Yeah. My mom was selling our childhood home and in the process of packing everything up, I found like notebooks and sketch pads from like high school and middle school. And I realized that I had kind of drawn these like caricatures of women that I had seen. And they're not like that far off from what I draw currently, but it was like my way of just like taking what I see and observe and what I experience and kind of putting it down on paper. Mm -hmm. And kind of like little comics and like little like scenes and and little like feelings and things would be reoccurring throughout my work but in a very like juvenile way but yeah. I could see like my passion and desire and like these early threads of where I'm at now okay. so it was really awesome and I'm happy that my mom saved all that stuff too oh my gosh, so, sure. yeah that's like one of the archives that's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah um so naturally your your art and your illustrations have a very distinct look um, which are, are very, very cool. Um, and I think is very distinctive. Um, I, I personally feel like I could spot, you know, your work kind of just out in the wild in any way for you. How did you kind of finesse the style that you have now? Like, what do you think? I know you've talked a lot about kind of being inspired by real scenes or like women, things like that. Um, but how do you kind of define the illustrative direction that that you have, like down to even your color selections and things like that? Well, as I've grown as an illustrator, my work like reflects that a lot. Um, And in ways like things I experience get filtered into that. So it's kind of a a representation of who I see and who's around me and things I'm inspired by, Um, a lot of them being the women around me. And Mm -hmm. I think women are so beautiful and and should be celebrated. Um, And I made this realization that females and women depicted in art have always been created by men too, like Mm. with everything. And so now as like a female illustrator, it's an opportunity for me to express what being a woman is and how I feel in like through my own hands mm-hmm. and taking that opportunity to express that in a more accurate way mm-hmm. and in a way that I think is empowering and and relatable and funny and so that's kind of how I learned to like express my style do you find because I know you do sell your art um and you have followers and things like that do you find that most of your you know art customers are women I think so yeah for the most part, they are. I do have some male fans, which is awesome to see too. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually recently was looking on that little Instagram insights tab mm-hmm. that you have, and it was like my 88% are women and 11% are men, <laughs> which I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I think I've gotten pretty positive responses from both ends. Totally. But obviously, it's like, art for women by a woman so yeah it's definitely connects in that way yeah um so now I naturally want to dive into your five things um you have done a lot of awesome collaborations that anyone who follows you on Instagram would be able to see um I'd love to kind of get your perspective on uh the five steps to kind of getting 
an artist's work out in the wild, like what tips you would give um, and getting brands in your inbox to collaborate with you, because I can only imagine that that is um, for, for many artists a, a dream. Yeah. The first thing that I would probably like any like little nugget of wisdom that I would bestow upon anybody, but especially someone who wants to define themselves at define themselves as a professional illustrator would be like having authenticity in what you want to do and your work. Um, and I think that kind of goes for anything, but like, what are you doing? Like, what do you want to create? How is that an expression of yourself? Like, how do you want people to receive your work? I think asking yourself these questions before you kind of take a dive into this creative pool is really important because it's very easy to be influenced by trends that might be out there in the illustration world or, mm. you know, oh, I, I like this, this is cool, I'm going to do it. But like what, like trying to push deeper meaning on it is really important just because it'll shine through in your work. Mm. Like making things that are personal to you and that, that have a story and a narrative and ultimately just leads to better work, I yeah. think. Um, and, and to be considerate with what you're doing. Like if you are walking into it just to like make money, it's it's shows, you know? And, and I see tons of illustrators on Instagram and, and various platforms every day. And from someone who has had some mild success, like I can see right away when someone's truly passionate about it and it's something that's integral to their being versus someone who's like, oh, I think I can draw and I'm gonna, you know, make Have stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, which I know is like a little bit of a slightly cynical thing to say, but it's like really think about what's motivating you to do that. Mm -hmm. And when you've like realized that, it really will show through in your work. Like if you love something and and you're going to express that, it yeah, it, just, it shows. Mm -hmm. Totally. I love yeah. that. I think that applies to everything in yeah. for sure. I can think of that advice being, you know, critical in so many different industries and something that really should be a filter across the board yeah. for why anyone goes into doing anything. <laughs> yeah, authenticity, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and that being said, though, my second word of advice would be just, like, make a lot of shit. <laughs> if you are starting to, like, develop your style, just run with it. Like, draw tons of stuff, whether you post it or not. I mean, I do encourage people to post on social media or whatever platform they feel comfortable with, but just draw and draw and draw. Um, I really like the quote by Ira Glass from his somewhat famous little speech called The Gap. Can I read it? Yeah, okay. it's like uh, for the first couple of years you make stuff and it's not that good. It's trying to be good, it has potential, but it's not. But your taste, that's the one thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And so like, I feel like if you're at that level where you're like, I'm going to do this, like, you know what looks good, you know what, when you see your work getting good, you'll recognize it. But for a long time, you're going to make stuff that's like, uh, what is that? <laughs> and I often look back at things I've posted on Instagram when I first started heavily sharing stuff in my work like three years ago. I was like, oh God, that's so juvenile. But it's like, that's the growing process. And yeah. um, do you ever, to kind of tangent from that point, I have a question, which is, do you ever get caught in the weeds of like, oh, I need to post something on Instagram, so I should draw something? Or do you allow that to just exist outside of like the forms of needing to draw? Yeah, sometimes it's definitely a double edged sword in ways I feel like pressure because I'm like oh no I'm not sharing anything but it's like that's okay I'm a person at the end of the day but I do think like now that I have an audience and followers and people who 
like my work and, and respond to it. I feel like somewhat that it's my role to continue to put these images out there. Mm-hmm. And it's like somewhat like a little tiny role, but it's like part of who you are as like an illustrator in this current era with social media and, and like on a digital platform. It's it's like give the people <laughs> what, they want, what they want. But yeah. Totally. And it's fun too because it's it's like now that there are people who followed me for a while and engaged with my work, it's like they like to see that and it's just like nice to engage with people in that way. Totally. Yeah. But I sometimes I'm like, no, I'm just going to lay on my couch and not do anything. <laughs> I am like inherently very lazy. So sometimes I have to like be like, okay, you actually have work to do. So do okay. it. Yeah. I can imagine you being lazy. Not that I even know you, that much, <laughs> but I'm just like, how could you? Yeah. Doing such cool stuff. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like those like spinning the plates on the wheel and you have to keep like running by, but I'll like sit there for a while and like, okay, that's going to topple over your time to get, like, keep it going. So, yeah. Okay, sorry. I totally pulled away from no, you. it's okay. You were going on to your third thing. Um, my third thing is, which is like kind of a natural progression of my second tip, which would be make a lot of shit, is find your style, which I feel like definitely does not happen overnight. It's something I now feel pretty confident in my style but at first I was like where is this going to go like what am I what do I want to ultimately be creating like what is my art going to look like um so yeah find your style and be confident with it um put your art out in the world like see how people respond to it but like don't expect overnight success you know Mm -hmm. and also realize that what you create at first might not be amazing but you're working towards it it's always like a path you're going I don't think there's any moment in my life where I'll be sitting there and be like, okay, I have defined this style. This is it. It's, it's growing because art and illustration is so personal to me that I know as I grow and change the way I think and experience different things, like my work will reflect that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, define your style. (laughs) Hey guys. So we're going to take a really quick break from the conversation so we can chat about our partners for the season, Planoly. So Planoly is an official Instagram partner that truly makes your content planning a million times more seamless. We're talking auto-posting, engaging with your audience from their dashboard, getting your Instagram to be shoppable, getting your analytics together, and really planning up your grid and your stories right in one app. So Planoly essentially is the go-to Instagram planning tool for over 2 million digital marketers and content creators across the globe. And because of that, we want you guys to give it a try. So what we're going to do for you is give you a little code that you can use and get one month free on any plan of your choice. So head over to planally.com, enter the code planally sessions. Yeah, that's one word, planally sessions, and you'll get one month free on any new plans. So enter that code during checkout and happy planning. All right, let's get back to the episode. And then after that, once you kind of have those things down, I think that's when you can kind of figure out who you want to work with and who goes with your style. Um, which is kind of like an interesting area to think about too, because like if you're an illustrator and you want to work with brands, like, okay, how do I do that? And I, I wish I had like a direct answer, but you kind of have to start making work related to those things or like targeting brands you like, like, but don't have it just be like, oh, I want to work with Nike because it's Nike. Like Mm -hmm. think about brands that you use every day or, or things that inspire you, like brands that inspire you your work will show that and they'll recognize it too, I I think. Um, For example, like when I was first started posting my work out there, I love, well, I love the brand Bando. Mm -hmm. Um, They've definitely influenced me. I like, I think I've had their planners 
since their planners came out. And I just loved how they celebrated art and how they just were fun and putting out positive messaging. So when I was first like defining my drawing style and my girl that I draw, I would draw bandeau products in my work and I would like shamelessly tag them. Yeah, and I would tag them in it. And I'm like, oh, I feel like so funny, like silly doing this. But then one day I got a DM from one of their artist relations managers who followed me on Instagram because I tagged them in their work. And she's like, we actually really want you to illustrate for our agenda coming up. And I was like, yes. That is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. And then she was like, by the way, your website's down. That's why I DM'd you. And I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) Yeah. So like, good to know. Yeah. And I think this is, again, one of those like natural progression lines. But if you really like certain things, I feel like you will start drawing it in your art or it will somehow reflect in your art. Like if you really love fashion Mm -hmm. and you're drawing fashion related illustrations, like brands will see that and people will see it and share it Um, or plants or animals or whatever it is that you really, really like, put that in your work and then use hashtags and things like that. And if you're really passionate and you want to work with these brands, they'll see it eventually. Someone will see it. but also, I am not afraid of like a cold DM or a cold email too, if you really want to work with a brand, which is somewhat scary and daunting. And I don't recommend doing that right away. But like once you feel like you're at a point with your style and, and you feel confident and you want to start working with brands, you know, make sure you are invested in that and then find people, whether it's on the design team or the creative team, and send them an email, you know. Mm-hmm. Say like, hey, I really love whatever the brand is. Like I've followed it for a while. I'm an illustrator. I think like my style would look great with your brand and make sure it does. Like, you know, have realistic expectations. And just say if there's anything like coming up in the future, I would love to discuss possibly working together. Um, And so, yeah, I started doing that recently and it's proven to be really successful. And I find that like now because I do have some like people recognize my work or have already like followed me I feel like it's like oh yeah I love your work like I'd love to work together so yeah it's definitely nerve-wracking I've definitely had no responses before but like I think when you're creating something you're putting out in the world there is already this vulnerability so you might as well roll with it you know so 100% yeah oh that's so cool I feel like it's very it's very easy to hide behind um, hide behind kind of the fear of rejection in a lot of ways, but in reality, everybody is so busy and everybody is seeing so much like content across social or buried in emails or whatever, that sometimes it does take that like little nudge from someone just like, Hey, I'm here. And then you're like, Oh, cool. Look at this person. I would have probably may have never been exposed to before had that not been the case. So I agree. I think that is smart. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Just but be respectful and be like courteous of other people's times and realize that like you're wanting this job but other people have jobs too. So totally. like that communication there is also really important. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. And then I would say the final tip is just have fun. For me illustration is fun. It's like my favorite thing to do. It makes me so happy like I'd never once in my life imagined that I would like be at where I am right now and I don't want to I constantly remind myself like not to lose sight of what I'm doing you know Mm -hmm. because sometimes which is sounds really silly for me to say but I'm like I have so many different clients I'm trying to balance with like a full-time job and a life and it's like don't become overwhelmed with it like have fun be honest um be organized and just like let it be personal
Do you find that for you, um, because of the fact that you work in an agency now and you're assumably working on client work, which is aligned with the parameters of that brand and their look and feel and all of that, do you ever find yourself frustrated by that because you also have this other outlet that is just so definitive of you and your taste and your aesthetic? Or do you feel like it's a good balance for you? I definitely find that it's frustrating at times, but I think it's a good balance Mm -hmm. because when I'm working in in the agency, I'm not really client facing a lot. So I kind of can observe how people engage with clients and work with clients Mm -hmm. and, and kind of like learn the inside business of it. And then like kind of come up with like my own best practices. And then when I go on the outside and I'm directly dealing with people, I kind of feel like I've been equipped with this knowledge of like, okay, this is what I should do mm-hmm. and this is how I should act. Um, that's so it's nice. Yeah. Because that's another thing too is like when you start to work with clients or at least when I first started working with my personal clients, I was so excited, naive and eager that I, it's not that I was taken advantage of, but I didn't necessarily have the parameters to work within that I knew like this is going to be the best for both parties mm-hmm. because you do have to be savvy with that a little bit and you totally. do have to learn like okay you're creating an illustration for a brand like where are they going to use it like what's the rate how long do they own the rights for it like things like that as well as protecting yourself as an artist in terms of your time mm-hmm. you know if a brand hits you up and they're like hey we need this illustration in four hours like that's not gonna happen totally. yeah so I think having the dialogue and, and not being afraid to ask for things differently to adjust timelines to just to have an open discussion with people mm-hmm. um, because it's a learning process I think illustration although it's been around for a while this like surge of illustrators out there is new to a lot of companies as well and and they're learning as and and you need to also be responsive to what they're saying for future illustrators and how they work yeah so totally yeah so what's next for you I mean what's on the agenda (laughs) um a lot of things I can't really talk about yet yeah but um, a couple (laughs) yeah I've been I've done some work with a couple beauty brands that will be coming out soon, which I'm really excited about. Um, And there are a couple little things coming out where I talk more about myself, which, and being interviewed, which is funny because I'm a little bit shy and a little bit introverted. So when people like, they're like, tell us about yourself and and answer these questions. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) So like, what about my work? So it's interesting that people and brands want to know more about me. And like why I'm doing what I do, which I think is really fun and exciting. And um, it's kind of inspired me to connect with other illustrators. Um, Just this past weekend, I met up with an illustrator who we mutually follow each other on Instagram and got coffee and just like talked to what it was like being an illustrator and Mm -hmm. different jobs we've had and and things we want. And realizing that although we have this social community, um, there's not a lot of like IRL FaceTime, yeah. And so I am kind of want to start to put together something where people can get together and, and talk about it or illustrators and artists can get together and, and find that community. So That's although fun. there are a lot of resources and stuff like that out there, I think it would just be cool to, totally. to do something, bring people together. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have to push myself. To <laughs> not be lazy. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so in closing, we always have another fun little cue just to get to know you better. Um, you have the chance to have an intimate dinner with three of your role models. They can be living or dead. Who are they? Where do you go? Oh, man. And where I go, I don't know, maybe someplace with pasta. <laughs> but, preferably um, always pasta. Yeah, preferably pasta, but it would probably be Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson because they are funny yeah. as hell. I love Broad City. I think that show has definitely influenced me a lot. Um, I would want to do shrooms with them just so <laughs> I could go on the same trip like that. Um, yeah, they're just really funny and I love like who they are and they inspire me a lot. Like, yeah. like funny, awesome women out there are probably one of my biggest inspirations yeah. and people who are unapologetic of like with what they do. And I also love funny people. I like love to laugh and I love comedy. So them and then maybe Dolly Parton just to like throw a wrench in there um because I think she's amazing and hilarious and such an inspiration that would be the best dinner ever yeah for real yeah and let me know when that happens I'll be there I want to name my next dog Dolly too so (laughs) so cool yeah um so Steph tell the people where they can see your work where they can find you where they can buy a piece um well you can find a lot of my work and links to shop prints at my website, stephaniedeangelis.com. And you can follow me on Instagram, which is only the, the really the only social platform I use. I kind of want to get into Twitter, but I feel like I'm too late for that. Um, and it's Steph underscore Angelus. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. You are such a pleasure. And um, for those of you out there who are not familiar with Steph's work, you will be now and you will fall in love with it without fail. So be sure to check it out. Um, and thank you to everyone for listening to Sessions, which is brought to you by Matt Black and the Shapeshift Report. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Love you guys. Bye.